You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful. You are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. And because it's Wednesday, it is time for a visit from the Locked On Lady of Class here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. And today's episode of Locked On Patriots is brought to you by Stance Apparel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Greetings and salutations, Patriots Nation, and thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday episode of the pod. Thank you also for making Locked On Patriots your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms. My name is Mike DeBate. I am your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast. Also cover your New England Patriots for Patriot Maven of Sports Illustrated. Locked On Patriots is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, that phrase, your team every day, means that your questions, your comments, your feedback are always welcomed, very much appreciated. So share that feedback. Send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there doing some Wednesday wandering through the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, a short week of preparation for your New England Patriots as they prepare to hit the game field on Saturday night, 8.20 p.m., Indianapolis, Indiana. The Pats take on the Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium, and this one is going to be a tough one for the Pats. At 9-4, the Patriots still currently hold the top spots in both the AFC and the AFC East, but wins are going to be paramount of the utmost importance as they put in their best effort not just to bring home a division title, but also to return to the top spot in the AFC, which if the playoffs started today, folks, the Patriots would own. But the Colts present a variety of challenges, and they will continue to present those challenges, especially in the form of star running back Jonathan Taylor. There's no secret that on the defensive side of the ball, the Patriots are definitely trying to stop Taylor. That's their number one concern. But it appears that the Colts feel the same way about the Patriots. Their thought process is neutralize the Patriots' running game and put the ball in the hands of Mac Jones. Make the rookie beat them. Well, I always say be careful what you wish for because the Patriots have their share of competent players in the passing game, including a quarterback that isn't afraid to air it out. Maybe the Patriots only attempted three passes on Monday night against the Buffalo Bills. That was by design. That design will not hold up any longer as the Patriots look to face the Colts. Here today to help us break down how the Patriots might utilize their passing game, including two prominent tight ends, that's right, folks. The Empress of Tight Endage herself, the new lady of Locked On here on Wednesdays, Claire, Classy Claire Cooper drops by. And Claire and I will be discussing how the Patriots will look to put Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith to best suit their needs on Saturday night. The Patriots will definitely look to utilize the intermediate part of the field, and that's where Hunter and Jonu are at their best. But it won't be localized to the tight ends. Nor is Claire's expertise. We'll talk a little more than just tight endage. We'll be talking about some of the Patriots receivers, including a much maligned receiver 
that actually might get a little bit of play on Saturday night. Lastly, we'll flip the script and we'll talk about the New England Patriots' four remaining games. After all, Indy is just the first step in the quartet of games the Patriots will need in order to secure the top spot in both the conference and the division. After the Colts game on Saturday night, the Patriots will host two in a row, a post-Christmas matchup with the Buffalo Bills, and then, of course, a New Year's visit from the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Patriots will wrap up the 2021 season in 2022 in a matchup with the Miami Dolphins down in Miami Gardens, Florida. A lot to talk about in these four matchups. Which one of them is going to be the toughest one for the Pats? Well, Claire and I will discuss that today and more when the Empress of Tight Endage, the Queen of TE, the Baroness of Blockers, the Countess of Class herself, Miss Claire, Classy Claire Cooper, joins me here on the hot seat when this Wednesday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star L.A. hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information, or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56, or search Super Bowl on location. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. I can't help but giggle when when you do the introduction and the list is so long. The Baroness of Bockers, <laughs> the Empress of Titan News, the list is so long, it's amazing. I just, I love it. Thank you so much for having me back. I love this Wednesday slot. This this seat really, really suits me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the perfect way to transition in the week. It really, really is. And we have some fun. You know, we got the uh, the, the aggression of the great green man that begins the week. <laughs> the voice of reason, Steve Balistrieri, comes on on Tuesday, calms everybody down, gets everybody to yeah. a level-headed approach. And then you invigorate the life back into everybody as we head toward the home stretch of the week and into game week. And last week, Claire, was all about the buy week and there really wasn't a whole lot to talk about in terms of what action we were going to see on the field but this week the Patriots are back in action and test in front of them I know fans are going to look at the record and say well Indy's seven and six the Patriots are nine and four we've owned the Colts for the last few years Patriots are going to go in they've got this they've got Carson Wentz we've got Mac Jones we're going to be able to win that battle not so fast, folks. I've been watching a lot of film, a lot of, uh, you know, highlights of the Colts this week, really scouting them, taking a look at what they do well. And spoiler alert, there's not a whole lot that they don't do well. This is a very well-coached football team. They're solid in all three levels on defense. Uh, offense, they're a lot more versatile than people give them credit for. Everybody's going to be focusing on Jonathan Taylor. But I can tell you that this team can move the football without him especially with guys, you know, like that, you know, the Carson Wentz moving the uh, the ball and being that quarterback that really has stabilized that offense. There's definitely a good uh, amount of balance on this team uh, from an offensive standpoint and a defensive standpoint. Claire, I think we'll start there. Um, and we're going to start with a subject that is near and dear to your heart. But again, folks, Claire is a lot more than tight endage. I want to be very clear <laughs> on that. And yeah, the tight ends are going to be part of this discussion. But 
earlier this week, the Colts started to chirp a little bit, stating that, oh, well, we know exactly what we have to do. We're going to take away the Patriots' run game. We're going to make Mac Jones beat us. Well, that's bulletin board material for the Patriots. They're going to utilize that. And Mac knows it better than anybody. He can get up in the press conferences and say, I'm just focused on what I've got to focus on. And they're a great team. And he's giving you the typical canned Patriots response. But anybody that knows this kid from his college days knows that he takes this stuff pretty personally. He's looking at that as a challenge. So Mac Jones, Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, they're going to be in the study room this week. They're going to be on the practice fields devising ways to be able to navigate this offense if, in fact, Indy goes all in and tries to sell out and stop the run. And honestly, it really is a smart strategy. I'm not saying that they're you know off base when it comes to that, but I think they might be playing with a little bit of fool's gold when it comes to Mac Jones not being able to lead this offense by throwing the football and throwing the football a lot more than three times than he did last week against Buffalo. Part of that, Claire, is going to be utilizing the tight ends. And you know the game of Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith better than anybody else in the game. This is your wheelhouse. This is your expertise. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about that, and I'll give you the chance to talk about it first. If you're Mac Jones trying to utilize the tight ends in this game, how do you see him being able to do that? And do you think the Patriots can be effective in utilizing that part of the field? Okay, firstly, I do have to say, I, I don't think that I know that better than anyone else. I think that's a bit of a stretch. I appreciate the, the sentiment there, Mike, but I do think that's uh, a bit of a stretch. No, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you, you're very good, you. You, you got a gift. You got a gift, my friend. You're very, very good. You. I think you, maybe like good. Josh and Nick and Sid will be a little bit offended in all that, in, in all fairness. But, um, but yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, I mean, the Colts didn't really do themselves any favours, giving it the whole, oh, you know, we're looking to take away the run, we're going after Matt Jones kind of thing. It's like, yeah, you need to announce it. Don't you just love how Bill Belichick and the Patriots are, like, stuck in everyone's head? They're just renting space in everyone's mind still. You, I mean, I've got to say, as a Patriots fan, I, I kind of expected especially after like last year and stuff like this. But this year we've got a rookie as our quarterback and stuff like this. You didn't, although yes, they're very successful and I didn't think they wouldn't be. I don't think I imagined that they'd still be kind of renting the space in in people's heads that they are, uh, that they have been this year. I, I was quite surprised at all that in all fairness, but um, <laughs> I kind of, I slightly digress. Yeah. I mean, this isn't going to be the Buffalo game obviously um and it's gonna be that they're gonna Mac is gonna need to air out the ball but he that's what he does you know he's he's what they call they say he's a pocket passer and stuff like this the the, the guy is a study uh of film and stuff <laughs> I'll speed that bit up in a minute yeah he you know he's he's um he's a student of the game in all fairness and you know that's why he works so well in the Patriot system and he's developing over the season and has been developing over the season and people say always oh, you know is it kind of sort of breakout time and stuff like this but it's it's not it won't be the first time that he's thrown possibly it might be the first time that he'll throw considerably um a lot of it earlier in the season there was the severe weakness in the o-line they hadn't quite got themselves together they hadn't got the strength in the o-line to really give mac the time to air the ball out and stuff like that so i know that we were sort of suffering from that earlier on in the season um 
people know that the run game is a strength of the Patriots. It's been the strength of the Patriots for quite a long time. So, you know, it, it, it's of no surprise there, in all fairness. But, yeah, the utilisation of the Titans might really come into its own for this for this game you watch they'll just run the ball and they'll run it all over the Colts just because I've said that in all fairness <laughs> that'll be quite amusing you <laughs> know yeah we're gonna shut down a run and then they can't that's amazing the way that they uh told the Bills yeah we're just gonna run the ball and they couldn't do anything about it just love it just love being a Patriots fan just love being a Patriots fan I'm <laughs> um, sorry <laughs> I'm digressing everybody get too excited but um yeah, so the utilisation of the Titans, I feel, might be significant in this game. We know that he needs to throw. We want to see it and it needs to be successful. And I think a lot of the success is going to go down from the O-line onwards, as you know, not, not to really state the obvious or anything. But the strength in the O-line is, is, is where it begins from. And hopefully, Touchwood, we've got that now. Surprised that, um, I'm happily surprised that really the introduction of Teddy Carris is, really feels like what, what made it solidify in all fairness. Now, it's, it's a combination, obviously, Trent Brown coming back and Teddy Carris being there and Mike on when you sort of moving out to the end, that kind of thing, you know, sort of as, as a tight endage type. Um, but yeah, surprising, but happy to see that that's kind of getting itself in, in place now. And I mean, I love it, you know, nothing against Teddy Carris, by the way, just in case anybody sort of mis- misunderstood me there. I got nothing against God. I was really happy when they signed him, mildly concerned with the whole leaving of Andrews or anything but um but again I digress so I as probably more than most people am looking forward to another Hunter Henry type you know Hunter Henry touchdown should I say even maybe more than him you you never know it it is possible um (laughs) I think that the the utilization of Smith is is going to be varied again He's still someone that hasn't fully sort of integrated in the team. And I don't mean that in, in a bad way, in, in a slight on him or anything negative. As as we've mentioned previously in in conversation in regards to the tight end, his shoulder injury has been significant in his integration in the team. The consistency, the word that I keep going back to over and over again, because you need that consistency. But as, as Bill says, you need the availability. And unfortunately, the shoulder injury caused him to not quite be available to create consistency within the team, within, you know, um, practice, that kind of thing. So, I think if we can get a stint, um, maybe the bye will have helped with that injury. So if we can get a stint of Janu Smith in, I think that we will see a lot more production out of him in, in varied roles. He is still going to be that varied role, that kind of, he isn't the traditional, although he's he's a reasonable blocker, he isn't the traditional kind of Hunter Henry block threat in the in the end zone kind of situation although he's he's athletic so you know he is he does tick a lot of those boxes in all fairness but I think he's something he's someone that they utilize in various situations so he he could be utilized in the run game as an unexpected runner against the Colts even if they are looking to shut down the run so I'm very interested in this game to see how they utilize him how they use him where he's put that kind of thing and if he is if he's used more than just significant blocking so that's one of those keep your sharp eye out type thing <laughs> looking forward to hopefully getting a hunter henry touchdown, touchdown as i mentioned because it, he's still sort of even though the last few games his production has been really reduced in 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 regards to it, it, it you know it, it's been an effect from the game that they've played you know 
Matt couldn't really throw it in the last game because of the weather, that kind of thing. Whatever various reasons you want, you want to talk about that there's only been three three throws. But if you're only going to have three throws, you aren't going to really have very much tight endage sort of production, particularly in the end zone, that kind of thing. So hopefully there'll be a lot of that. So that'll be very exciting. So yeah, hit me up on Twitter, people. There'll be some tight endage alerts, hopefully. Um, <laughs> in all fairness. I know we're talking tight ends, but I think it, it's significant to mention Nelson Aguilar. Um, mm-hmm. He hasn't been utilised significantly. And I was talking to, I think it was Karen Griggian, I believe, um, One Patriot's Place. Very fortunate to talk to Karen. And she was mentioning how Aguilar hasn't really been used significantly, but he's been used in a way maybe to help take the coverage to free up the middle of the field. And I think that was a really, I mean, Karen's really smart anyway, don't get me wrong, but I think that was a really sharp observation to make. He's, yeah, that's, he's not getting the catches. He's not getting kind of the numbers that people want, but is he being utilised in a way that's really significant because he's getting other people open? And it's always those kind of unsung heroes that that we forget about, the, the guys that are doing that kind of work that doesn't come up on the stat sheet, that kind of thing with the Nikhil Harry blocking and things like this. It doesn't show up in the numbers, so it doesn't get the guys gold stars and stuff like this. It does get them sort of on the line of people of, oh, well, do we really need him next year? That kind of thing. And, and um, you know, I think the utilisation of him to possibly for up coverage because he's quick. So obviously he's going to keep men on him. Um, that'll be interesting to see if, if they do go down that route still to maybe free up Hunter down the middle to, you know, to get in the end zone, that kind of thing. So big bodies, you know, get the ball, that kind of thing. So yeah, very, very interested to see how much tight endage is successful against the Colts. Absolutely. So many great points there. And I want to really expound upon a few of them. But I'm so glad that you mentioned Karen's comment. And Karen is truly one of the best in the business. I've had the privilege of not only getting a chance to get to know Karen a lot better this year on uh, the Patriots beat, but also she's been a guest here on Locked On Patriots a few times. And Karen does have a way of being able to pick out things that a lot of you know the fan base would not normally pick out after all that's her job it's that's exactly mm-hmm. what she's supposed to do and the use of nelson Aguilar to me is always a very curious case the first reaction that i get whenever i uh, write about nelson or whenever i bring him up on a twitter feed or anything of that nature is oh overpriced oh they paid too much for him oh they're not getting the production because i get it fans want to see the wide receiver go break for big yardage, be that huge, you know, threat on the outside. They want the Odell Beckhams. They want the old school Terrell Owens. They want those guys. They want Randy Moss. They want those guys that are flashy, that know their abilities and can make big plays. And it's fun for the fans to watch. I do understand it. But there's so many little nuances of what a wide receiver can do, even when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, to be able to help the offense. And I get into arguments consistently on this when it comes to Nikhil Harry. We're not going to really get into Nikhil today uh, that much, but I think he could factor in. Uh, to this game plan on Saturday. And believe it or not, that could end up, you know, meaning that he might actually be a significant factor for this game. So maybe we will get to that in just a minute. I'm kind of thinking off the top of my head here, folks. <laughs> apologies on that. But again, back to your point about using Nelson to stretch the field, open up the middle part of the field, draw the coverage away. You want to almost act as a decoy. And Nelson has been doing a good job with that. Where I think Mac Jones can be effective if they do try to sell out, meaning Indy, and take away the run is something that I think you said very eloquently. Utilize that deep game 
and really utilize that deep game. Maybe take a few shots downfield. Let them know, yeah, we have Nelson Aguilar that can beat some of your corners downfield. We have a guy that can break for big yardage. Don't think we're afraid to throw the football because we're not. If you do that and you keep the defense honest and on its toes, that's going to lead to big things for the New England Patriots. So in a lot of ways, I think you're absolutely right on the money, Claire. I think that's exactly what they're going to do, try to utilize the outside game or the vertical game a little bit more than they have been and then they can get into the middle part of the field that intermediate area where I think Hunter Henry is going to thrive and I also think John U. Smith could be poised for a bigger game I'm not going to use the breakout game I know we yes, don't like not, that yeah term. no 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 we're not yeah. doing we're not doing that we're not going always oh, going to have a breakout because he already yeah. has had 26 receptions this year 41 targets and a touchdown he actually has blown out of the water the 2019 stats for Matt Lacoste who was like wide uh, tight end number one kind of in 2019 so as I've said before as well so sorry to not kind of like put in on you I don't think um, a breakout game is what is necessary for Johnny Smith this year considering kind of what Josh McDaniels had said about sort of like a developmental year what we've said loads and loads of times about consistency and injury that kind of thing I don't think it's there's going to be one of those breakout games I think we're going to get to the end of the season and be able to look back and say oh he had this game that was really good and this game was really good but I don't think we're going to sort of talk about breakout games in that respect and I don't think and I think that's you know in all fairness I don't think he deserves to have that kind of sign hung on him because he's he's a, he's a great player he's a great athlete I don't think he deserves to have to have a breakout game he's a good enough guy that he, you know to play well that he doesn't need to have that tag put on him of oh well he was fine but then he had his breakout game I, you know it feels like it's it's something he doesn't need to have to to do if you see what I mean Absolutely. I completely understand where you're coming from. And oh, look, good. I'm bottom glad line, with someone, no, you're, no, you're, you're, no, you're hit the nail right on the head. I, I would tell you if I thought you were way off base, let's say, Claire, I don't know where you're going on that one, but uh, no, you're, you're right on the money with this, as you usually are. Give yourself enough credit there, Countess. You're, you're on this locked on hot seat for a reason. Bottom line, Jonu Smith does not have to have a breakout game, folks. I think Jonu Smith has proven that he is capable of being a star at this position in the NFL. Maybe not a superstar. Maybe not he's going to be at the top level of guys like a Kelsey or a a George Kittle or, you know, somebody at the top of the food chain. But Jonu Smith is capable of being a star. And maybe with a couple of years in the system, he will be in that level. I can tell you he's got that kind of uh, star quality and he has that kind of skill level, uh, both as a blocker, but mostly as an inline receiver or a threat out of the backfield. That could be where Jonu might be able to be utilized if they really want to sell out stopping the run. The jet sweep could be an effective way to get the run game going uh, and be able to really keep uh, uh, Indy's defense on its heels. So a lot of the possibilities that we talked about, I think, will be enacted. Talked a little bit about Nikhil Harry as well just a few moments ago, and I just want to circle back to that in the terms of Nikhil, the style that he has is very similar to a tight end. Murph and I talked a lot about this from the moment he was drafted back in 2019, really up until the present day. And and Nikhil has not been used in this way yet. But if he can be a threat to make contested catches, especially in a game like this, this would be the good opportunity to use him. So, folks, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I know all of you are ready to hit me with your vomit emojis and the eyes are rolling. And, <laughs> oh, here he goes again, trying to pump Nikhil's tires. But 
look, bottom line, there are ways that he can be effective in this offense. And he already has been a lot more effective than people will give him credit for as a blocker. He's done a tremendous job. I know the muff punt is something that people would continue to point at. Um, I've gotten that picture thrown in my face when I've, uh, when I've mentioned uh, uh, Nikhil. Look, bottom line, that to me is one of the very few blemishes on Bill Belichick's coaching record this year. I understand why you wanted someone back there big that could feel the punt in the weather, but he really didn't belong back there. That's not his forte. That's not what he does. So that was more on Bill than it was on Nikhil. And, you know, at this point, I think the Patriots do have some options there. So, Claire, very astute observations. I'm always, always impressed. I'm always pleasantly uh, <laughs> impressed with, uh, with the wit and the wisdom that you're able to provide. And before we transition over and talk a little bit about what our next topic will be, and that is the toughest game coming up on the Patriots schedule. Is it indeed this Saturday? Claire and I will talk about that in just a moment. I'm going to put you on the hot seat for just a minute. I have to do it. It's just it's something I have to do. At the end of the day, I'm not going to ask you for game predictions or anything like that. Just gut reaction. Who gets the first touchdown, the first passing touchdown on Saturday? Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. You would have to ask me something that takes real decisiveness, and I don't have real decisiveness, and that's probably <laughs> why you've done it. Ooh, I'm really sorry, because my first initial instinct was to say Jacoby Myers. That was the mm-hmm. first name that came into my head. So that that would be, but then if I have a moment to think about it, I say Hunt Henry. But that's probably more out of desire, isn't it? That's probably the want of, I want a Hunter Henry touchdown. I think it's going to be Jacoby, but I want it to be Hunter. How's that? <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Look, bottom line, it would be a great uh, you know gift. They welcome a new child into the world, he and his wife, and then all of a sudden get the first touchdown for the Patriots against the Colts in their home stadium. I, I'm liking it. I think it would be good. Uh, once again, we think alike. Your initial response is exactly my response, what would have been. I think the Patriots are going to go wide receiver. I think they're going to try to catch Indy off guard, and I think who better uh, to be able to do that than Jacoby Myers. I think he's primed for it. I know he's got the receiving touchdown now. The, that's, uh, you know, out of his system. Uh, but I think at the same time, I think he's been the most reliable uh, pass catcher. And even though I think they may go to Nelson Aguilar a little bit to try to stretch the field, when you need a reliable catch, uh, there are two guys that uh, um, really have been Mac Jones's most reliable targets. One of them is the aforementioned Hunter Henry, and he is probably his favorite target at the moment. But uh, in terms of reliability and yard eating, you got to go with Jacoby. So uh, maybe we'll be right on this. Who knows? That was just my gut. That was my gut feeling was the first thing that came into my head. Good, just gut instinct was Jacoby Myers. So we shall see. We shall see how wrong I am. (laughs) Well, once again, we think alike. And if we're wrong, we're going to go wrong together because that's exactly what we feel. We're very, very much in sync on that as always. But uh, the Empress of Tight End never disappoints with her tight end knowledge and all of the information that goes along with the Patriots offense. But folks, as I just said a moment ago, Patriots do have other games coming up on the schedule. After Indy's game on Saturday, they still have three games remaining. The Buffalo Bills, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Miami Dolphins to close it all out. In Claire's humble opinion, which of those games is going to be the Patriots' toughest test? We'll discuss that when this Wednesday episode with the Countess of Class here on Locked on Patriots continues. 
Locked On listeners, it's the holiday season, and we're all thinking of the perfect gift ideas. Not too many shopping days left until Christmas, but I have some great information to share with you today. Been hearing an awful lot about Stance Apparel lately, especially because they just launched a new line of active apparel. It's holiday gift-giving time, and Stance is the coolest gift that you can give. They're incredibly comfortable clothes, well-made, whether it be socks, shirts, joggers, hoodies, Everything you get from Stance is going to be top quality. They're so much different than the old, boring brands. Stance changed the mindset of exciting apparel by offering a wide variety of colors and creativity and comfort like no other. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of Pop's culture's hottest collaborations for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. If you're a big 80s fan like me, you definitely want to check out their Batman collection, the Goonies, Star Wars, some of the finest creativity and apparel that you wear will find anywhere. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Locked on listeners, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate. Sounds so good, doesn't it? It is that good. But amazingly low in calorie, which is true. It's even better than you think. Sugar, net carbs, fat, all very low when it comes to this delicious treat and very high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And there's so many flavors to choose from. You're going to have a hard time choosing. You could either choose from raspberry or mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, my personal favorite, but so many. Definitely check out the website, Built.com. You will go crazy over the flavors that they offer. But Built Bar also offers that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all of those holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Don't delay. Do it today. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next purchase. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Patriots fans, the esteemed empress of tight endage, the queen of TE, the baroness of blockers, the countess of class herself, Miss Claire, classy Claire Cooper, joins us from Pat's Propaganda and Full Press Coverage Patriots. One of the better columnists and podcasters in the business, folks. Again, if you haven't had a chance to check out her great work, please do so. Pat's Propaganda, Full Press Patriots, A Claire Perspective, the podcast, One Patriot's Place. She's all over the landscape in Patriots media. <laughs> and, of course, here on Locked On Patriots, which you are checking out each and every Wednesday to hear the wit, the wisdom, the accent, the giggle, the whole package. You'll love it all. That's why we have her here. Claire, in the previous segment, you lent that wisdom and counsel that we crave here each and every week with regard to the tight end position and how the Patriots may look to attack the middle part of the field or look to utilize and maybe stretch the field a little bit with guys like Nelson Aguilar, uh, try to utilize the run to their advantage, even though we know Indy is going to try to sell out to stop it. But 
as much as I would love to say the Patriots face this tough test and then they can kind of coast into the postseason, uh, that is not going to be the case. They definitely have a revenge game coming up against the Buffalo Bills the day after Christmas at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Say what you will, the Bills went down to the Buccaneers on Sunday, but to come back from a 24-3 deficit and nearly be able to pull that one out in Tamp's home stadium is impressive. And that does show me that if the Buffalo Bills get hot, they are still a very capable team and capable of taking it to the Patriots at Gillette Stadium. The Jaguars, well, it's the Jaguars. Uh, they're just not having a very good season, folks. But trap games happen at the end of the year all the time. The Patriots cannot afford to come into this game overlooking them or looking past them or not taking them seriously because this is a team that can win games. We've seen them do it before. Um, and then, of course, the House of Horrors down in <laughs> Miami Gardens, Florida, which just for some reason is patriotic kryptonite uh, at the uh, this part of the, uh, the year when the Patriots have to go down and play in the balmy, humid weather uh, of, uh, of Florida and take on the Miami Dolphins. Claire, when you look at the Patriots' remaining games on the schedule and knowing what they are facing, what their strengths, what their weaknesses are, What's the one game coming up? It could be this week. It could be, you know, beyond weeks. What's the one game coming up that worries you the most in terms of the Patriots' path of trying to stay atop the division and atop the conference? Well, to be honest with you, for me, I think all the games could be tough, really. This year, this league has been so uber-hinky. I mean... People have they've lost against teams that you wouldn't expect and they've won against teams you wouldn't expect. So... The league, it's been all over the place. And like you said, other than Jacksonville Jags, really, nothing nothing is certain. And I hate to say that that's certain because it, it just feels so bad on, on the guys down there that are like working hard. Unfortunately, it's a bit of a, what do they say? Dumpster fire, as they like to say. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it's unfortunate. So, I know most people are, are kind of chalking that up as a win. And if you, you know, you look at what's what's been happening, everybody else's record against them, then you probably would expect, you'd be very surprised if they lost against them. But as you said, the end of the season is can can be even more. But I think if for how hinky this season's been so far, I don't think it really could end really, really hinky. I think maybe we're going to taper out to some normality. Well, that's kind of what we're hoping for, really. I mean, the Colts and the Bills are the ones that sort of concern me the most. I mean, the Bills are a rather good team, even if I do hate them like with a significant passion. I can't get away from the fact that they are good. The fact that we beat them in their own house gives me so much pleasure and so much glee as a Patriots fan. And probably there's many fans out there probably are joining me on that one. So I think to... To win against them in their home was more significant. So I'm. It, it gives me more confidence to the Patriots playing them in Gillette. In all fairness, um, I mean, I know I kind of dislike Carson Wentz a bit, but as you said, the Colts have been such a rounded team so far this year. You know that they, they, yeah, they have been playing well. I, I've read a lot about de their defense and their offense both being good. So it's a team that, yeah, I think it's going to be a difficult game. Other than the last Bills game, I, the Patriots have had quite a blow, quite blowout wins really this season and quite close losses. So, I mean, if you take that into consideration as well, I mean, maybe the Chargers game was was kind of not really a blowout, but uh, the majority have been quite blowout. And as, as I said, the losses have been, have been quite close. So, 
you know, I think a little bit of razzle-dazzle might be called for. I don't think that's a bad thing. I know people don't like trick plays, but I think they bamboozle the opponent. And, I mean, how is that not going to be a good thing in, in, in you know, in today with everything sort of so sort of hinky, as I keep saying? The season, it's been a scrappy win season. Lots of mudslinging by fans and things like that. But to be 5-0 and on the road so far... With a rookie who wasn't even set initially to be a first round pick, people are forgetting these kind of bits of information in all fairness. He wasn't going to be a first round pick kind of quarterback until it happened. Now, that would have done him a serious disservice um, in all fairness because of how good Mac has obviously been. Seven straight wins, even if they do lose the last four games. I personally, my fan opinion, feel that it's still a successful year. They've still took this rookie quarterback and they've still done so well in in what they've achieved. It would be so disappointing for them to lose kind of many of the last four games just because of where the team are now, how good the team are now, how great the defence is, that kind of thing. So I can see why that would be a disappointment to a lot of people. Yes, I would be disappointed, but I'd also still see the success of the season. But to answer your question in such a long-winded way of answering this question, (laughs) I want to point out, though, in regards to the Finns game and you talking about the weather and how it's cricked tonight, bear in mind that we have a different offence now than we did in kind of previous. Mac Jones may be fine in the heat. Hunter Henry comes from kind of a nice hot situation so that Finns game I'm kind of thinking "Mm, I don't think I'm actually quite so worried about because Mac Jones and Henry they might cope with the heat quite well so maybe they'll bring their own heat because they're so good Mm, yeah how's about that one (laughs) but um, (laughs) it's I think the next game is sort of my concern at the moment but then once that one's over the Bills game I think if you get me past the Bills game and they win if they win both of those games I will not be at all concerned because I will feel that they're at full strength because of how good those two sort of teams have been playing so I think really it's the it's the next game and then the next game is my concern so if you ask me right now what game concerns me it's the Colts game and then if you would then ask me after the Colts game, it would be the Bills game. So it's the next two games, really, to sort of answer the question more specifically. So, yeah, the next two games, I think, are going to be the toughest. Being inside against the Colts, I think that might help because um, people are concerned about Mac and the cold weather and stuff like that. I'm not, but, you know, that the the fact that it's indoors is, is going to be an interesting situation. So maybe that's something to be less concerned about going going forward into the Colts game. Um, but yeah, the Colts and the Bills are what I'm probably most people are concerned with. I, I think, as we've said, the Jags, most people are sort of signing them off, which it's a shame really for their fan base and for their team, in all fairness, you know, looking at it from a kind of sympathetic perspective. So, But this, the Finns game, for some reason, I am not concerned. Now, mm. hit me up after the Jags game and I might have reevaluated my situation completely. Um, but I hate the Finns, as we all know, as I've said on here many times. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I'm not concerned about that. The, the Patriots are going to squish the fish for me. Um, thank you very much. As my little, it'll be my late Christmas. And thank you very much. Just Mac Jones to Hunter Henry. It's all going to be great. So, yeah. 
<laughs> well, from your lips to God's ears, Claire, yes. I think that's exactly <laughs> what everyone is hoping for up here in New England. No question about it. Look, bottom line, when I look at the remaining schedule for the New England Patriots, I'm looking at, I think, realistically, if we're being honest, folks, we're looking at three out of four games that are probably going to give the Patriots some sort of difficulty. On paper, they should be able to beat the Jags. And I'm not overlooking the Jags. I know I just no, diatrade no, yeah. saying, oh, you know, don't look forward. And then I say, well, three out of four are going to be tough games. If the Patriots play their game, they play consistently they play you know mistake-free football and they take care of the football and they're able to enact their game plan their roster is more talented top to bottom and they do have the horses and the team the better team to be able to take it to the Jags so as long as the Patriots play Patriot football that should be a win that should be a victory and let's face it yeah Yeah. and then let's face it I mean if they're not winning that game by playing their brand of football and they get taken advantage of by a a Jacksonville team then you know, maybe we've overrated this team. And I don't think that's going yeah. to be the case. That I, I really severely would doubt that that is indeed the case. The Miami game is going to be interesting depending on the circumstances. If the Patriots, for some reason, are able to head into this game in coast mode, meaning that they've already wrapped up the division, um, mm. they might have playoff seating already set, this might not be a nail-biting game. To be honest with you, it may not even be something that matters too much in the standings if the Patriots are able to take care of business beforehand. But the way this season has gone and the fact that Miami is starting to play much better than they have early on in the season, I mean, these guys are surging, if not for the Patriots, uh, you know, with their um, you know incredible late-season surge. Might be talking about the Miami Dolphins as one of the more um, – impressive turnarounds when it comes to what they've been able to do in the second half of the year as opposed to the first half so if they can play their game they've already proved that they can hang with the Patriots in Gillette uh was you know covered that opening game and really I think from the start of it Patriots looked out of sorts I looked for them to be better but Miami is a better team too so that one gives me a little more concern than it does you but ultimately I think a lot of what New England wants to do with this season heading into the postseason is going to be determined by these next two games. Mm, Um, I hate to use the term must win because it's not technically applicable here, but if you want to keep pace and you want to be a team that's going to be able to hold on to that top spot in the AFC and then hold on to that top spot in the division, you absolutely need, in my opinion, you need this, this victory against the Colts. It's, Something that not only will help you keep pace for that, but it's also something that will help to set the tone. And it keeps Buffalo on their heels as well. If Buffalo is able to snag a win and the Patriots lose, all of a sudden they're coming into Gillette Stadium on uh, Sunday after Christmas with an awful lot of momentum and maybe a little bit extra confidence that they wouldn't have had if the Patriots had kept the foot on the accelerator. So while it's technically not a must-win, folks, pretty close to it in my opinion and I think the Patriots will approach it as such I think we've already seen some uh, pension on their part to be able to utilize this and do what they need to do to make sure that their players are not only ready to compete but also uh, understand the severity of that situation so in terms of toughness yeah I think this this Indianapolis Colts team is is very difficult and they may be the toughest test because the Patriots have not seen them yet uh they've seen Buffalo they know what they can yeah. do they're going to be well equipped to be able to handle it now same thing the Buffalo Bills have seen the Patriots as well and they know what it's going to take to beat them so <laughs> it's going to be interesting but I look at this Colts game as definitely a, a very very tough test so 
we'll see what uh, what develops here. But uh, Countess, what can I say? It's always, always a blast when you come to join me here on Locked On Patriots. Uh, the fact that you are now a weekly president here on the pod uh, definitely is something that I'm excited about each and every week getting a chance to talk football with you is truly one of my favorite things to do in this business and the fact that I have a platform that allows me to do it makes me very fortunate and very blessed uh, and as, as well uh, to absorb your wisdom and counsel not just in friendship but also uh, as a colleague before I let you go today Countess please let everyone know where they can interact with you on the bird app aka Twitter and also what they can look forward to in the coming days and weeks from the great pen and the great voice of the Countess of Class herself, Miss Claire Clasy, Claire Cooper. Well, thank you, Mike. Thank you very much for the kind words. And ditto, I'm, it, having this weekly spot was such an honour to to get my own little seat over here. So, yeah, great honour for me completely to be able to be here and to kind of engage with the listeners and stuff like that, because Lockton's got an amazing audience. So before I kind of plug myself, I'd just like to say, I know he doesn't listen to the pod, but you never know. I just want to say to our wonderful fallback, Jakob Johnson, happy birthday, dude, if you're listening. <laughs> big fan, <laughs> big fan of your work. <laughs> but no, seriously, if you guys are after me, it's, as you probably remember now, it's at Clazzy Claire, which is at C-L-A-Z-Z-Y-C-L-A-R-E. You'll find me patpropaganda.com. That's where you'll find me each week with my recap, my game recaps, that kind of thing, and the odd, the odd article here and there, and also my tight-ended t-shirts that you will find there too. <laughs> I, as you mentioned, full press coverage Patriots is was my initial kind of the initial slot that I got. So very dear to my heart that I write for them, and that's where my podcast, my baby, is a Claire perspective. So you'll find that uh, most places that you download your podcast. In all fairness, um, if you're looking for it, go on to fullpresscoverage.com. So you might be able to find it there. But like Apple, Spotify, all those, all the others that I haven't mentioned. Latest episode hit the airwaves on Friday of last week, and that was with Eric Scalavino from patriots.com patriots unfiltered so that was fun so if you haven't checked that out please do um i also as you mentioned with the the great steve balistrari and thomas murphy i record one patriots place i'm the third voice of one patriots place each and every week as they say so i think that's it i mean yeah i'm a bit of a kind of patriots podcast hussy now really i'm kind of everywhere a little bit here there and everywhere kind of thing so i'm sure if you if you want to pick up my dulcet tones you'll find them somewhere but yeah uh, just want to kind of say I hope everybody's staying safe and well and thank you all for listening i really appreciate that you kind of got me this regular seat on a wednesday because i adore it so thank you very much <laughs> how can i even top that i can we end that <laughs> right on that note folks absolutely well i'm going to try to top it anyway folks bottom line uh you know you've heard uh, that claire is becoming a fixture on patriots podcasting lately the reason for that is not just the wit and the wisdom it's not just the giggle the laugh and the personality it really is the knowledge that she brings to the table and i can't recommend highly enough everything that she either puts pen to paper for or puts voice to microphone definitely follow her you'll be a better patriots fan well-informed you'll be entertained i can guarantee you that but you also walk out of there learning a little something extra each and every time and that's why i'm always honored and grateful to have her here each and every week lending that type of wit and wisdom to the locked on patriots podcast and bottom line i'm very fortunate and very privileged to have such a great friend claire thank you so much for coming by today for joining me from across the pond 
We look forward to talking ball with you again next week on this pre-Christmas episode of Locked On Patriots. A lot of Christmassy themes are going to be going on. Maybe a little jingle bells in the background. Who knows? Ooh, lovely. Get the licensing <laughs> for it. But um, no, all kidding aside, uh, next week will be a fun week here on Locked On Patriots. But in the meantime, continue to stay safe, stay well. And thank you for joining me here today on this episode of Locked On Patriots, Claire. No, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. It's been a blast. Just like that, Locked On listeners, we are more than halfway through your work week, heading toward the holidays. However, there is still a ton of Patriots coverage to come between now and Saturday. So, to ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, download, subscribe to, and follow the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Claire, Kalazi Claire Cooper, for her time, her insight, and her appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, be the change that you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.